Hello, how are you doing? I'm Craig Parkinson. You are listening to the Two Shot Podcast. Sit yourself down, pop the kettle on. We're going to have a nice old chat. Who's it with this week? I'm going to tell you right now. This week it's episode 14. It's Joe Sims. Um, we were thrilled to have Joe on. He'd been a massive supporter of the podcast from day one. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm recording this. and uh, I've been in London filming all week and I'm shattered. But Joe was, uh, he was just like a proper shining beacon of positivity. Uh, we'd had a, a couple of days of recording and he welcomed us with a beautiful tea, lovely pastries into his home. We had a right good natter. Uh, the one thing I do have to tell you is we pick up this uh, after a computer crash. This never happens. Producer Griff was gutted. He couldn't get it back, so we'd lost the first 25 minutes of mine and Joe uh, nattering on. He didn't miss that much. We pick it up when Joe's at school. Uh, I hope it all pieces together. I think it does. I think it's brilliant. Um, And uh, I think, you know, in this day and age, we need a lot of positivity in our lives. And Joe Sims is the man to bring it to you this Thursday. Uh, So, yeah, brilliant. How fantastic that he's on. Usually I do this at the end. I want to tell you that the emails and messages on social media uh, that we get from you are... Well, they make our day. It's... The interaction is one of the reasons why we did it. The fact that you're... Loving what we do uh, makes our day. If it's making a difference to you, then we're thrilled. Um, so get in touch on the email. It's uh, twoshotpod at gmail.com on the email. You know social media. Of course you do. It's at twoshotpod. It's easy. That's on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you want to get in touch with me, I'm at cparks1976. It all links up, so we get it all. And we're thrilled to get it. And what can I say about the Patreon site we set up? The fact that you are throwing us a few quid every month means uh, everything to us. Um, But just think, for every person that downloaded this podcast... If you gave us one pound, one single pound every month, we would be able to make this podcast for, I don't know, a couple of years at least. I've just got to sort out all the guests. Uh, But luckily for you, we have got so many amazing people coming up and we've got a Christmas special and it's not a two-shot 
Well, it is. It's a two-shot podcast, but it's not two people. It's going to be me and six people. I'm not going to tell you any more than that. But just know it is going to be very, very exciting. Um, I've already been told I've got to get a couple of bottles of wine in. So uh, that'll make it interesting. And it's not just actors. And speaking of not just actors, in 2018, right? 20, can you say 2018 or is it 2018? You know what I'm saying. You know we've been doing actors since we started. And, and it's why we started. It's why we wanted to do it. And we're still going to keep on doing that, of course. But from January, we're going to be opening it up. So I'm going to be getting on a lot of creative types of people. So I'm going to get on poets. I'm going to get on directors. I'm getting writers. I'm getting musicians. I'm getting DJs. Uh, We've also been invited to take the Two Shot Podcast live next year. We are going to be doing definitely work permitting, obviously. We're definitely doing one live session at a festival next year I can't tell you any more yet but we're going to be doing at least three podcasts uh, live in front of uh, an audience Uh, and we're thrilled we couldn't be more excited Uh, but stay excited right now because this is episode 14 with Mr Joe Sims enjoy How was uh, academically at school? How were you? Did you throw yourself into it with as much sort of gusto as you did with the sports and everything else? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't tearing up trees academically. Um, It was was one of those things. I had a a teacher who used to say, because I was quite noisy, he used to say, Empty vessels make most sound. Which, <laughs> think, uh, <laughs> that rattles in my head sometimes. But um, yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't particularly academic. But again, like you know, I was happy enough to be there, and I was happy enough to like you know to to, to muddle through and learn. I used to like uh, subjects like history and things like that. Twenty first century, uh, so twentieth century history yeah. in particular, I thought was was fascinating. Sociology, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I never really had much of an aptitude for things like maths and like, you know, anything, anything kind of, anything with structure to it. I like, you know, just, just was, was lost on me just because I wasn't interested really. Like, you know, as interested in maths felt a little bit too kind of formulaic and stuff. I, I, I liked, uh, like, you know, developing arguments and, uh, like getting involved in debate discussion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I still do. I, I, you know, I find it fascinating. I find, uh, you know, that like, you know, the, you know, the, the human condition in fact like fascinating and people I feel like everybody's got a story to tell and everyone's got something exciting to say you know and and like you know I, I, sometimes I feel like people sometimes describe me as happy go angry <laughs> and uh, like where does because, the angry come well, from what be, are you not telling me here what's going on where's well, the angry come from vociferous in my in, in my point of view like you know I feel like I got to like you know 37 and you know I feel like I read as much as I can and but I, I'm vociferous in my like, like in terms of my outlook because I feel like that elicits the best conversation in people you know sometimes I think if you press those buttons in people they say things um, that they might not ordinarily have said so you want it's a conscious thing that you want to start a debate yeah not to be a dick but no. like, you know just to because I find people fascinating 
fascinating and 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 actually when you get someone going like you know they, they, they like you know and you're thinking that's interesting yeah and, and, and I, I won't ever like you know necessarily concede during the course of a, a conversation it's fun to play devil's advocate because i feel like you know for me acting and in real life you know it's a lifelong apprenticeship i want to get better as a person than i was yesterday uh, like you know so i want to be better tomorrow than i am today yeah you know? and, and and i can only do that through meeting like the finest most interesting people in the world and seeing what they've got to say. Yeah. You know, and also like, I, I don't feel like people can just get away with just making blanket statements and stuff without having to quantify them because that makes you lazy. Sure. And that's why, you know, people are allowed, like, you know, why we live in a world that we, we live in where like, you know, like, you know, racism prevails or like in, in certain, like, you know, in, in certain parts of the world uh, or homophobia prevails and all that kind of thing is because people are never questioned. You know, or like, you know, I made, I made to think about, like, you know, why they've arrived at these decisions. Of course. And, you know, that, that's important to me. And I feel like, you know, it's a, you know, it's, it's, it's a, a lifelong. Do you think that came from, uh, your parents or is that just something with, is, is your brother like this? Is your brother real pot? Cause you've got, you, what I'm getting at the moment is you have a great, you're very positive. Yeah, I am, yeah. You you would prefer to be a positive person in a negative world. Yeah, well, absolutely. But but also, I see see brilliance and I see... God, I sound so such a wanker. But I see brilliance, I see beauty everywhere. Like, I, like, my nan was poorly in, like, you know, and, and, and like, you know, she, she didn't, um, she didn't survive in the end. But, you know, while she was in palliative care, I remember the Sally Army, like, you know, singing at Christmas and things like that. And, like, you know, the nurses, they don't do it for a round of applause, like, you know, or, like, you know, or to be written about in papers or anything no. like that. But roll up their sleeves and dig in every day to make people's life just a little bit better. Teachers, they don't just turn up for the money, but play their classes like symphonies and stay late all the time, uh, like, you know, and run different, like, you know, clubs, like English booster clubs and mass booster clubs, like, you know, uh, boxing, like, you know, football, all those kind of things. I'm so grateful to those teachers that did that for me. And I'm so grateful for teachers and nurses and doctors. Like, people go above and beyond. And I see those people everywhere. Yeah. And they're never talked about. Like, we're always talked about, like, you know, the state of the world and what a rubbish place it all is and stuff like that. And I'm not, I, it's not going to hell in a handcart. It's not. Not because, not when there's that many good people ready to stand. We just need to kind of, we, we need to galvanise. We need to stand shoulder to shoulder and, and, and shout louder about the beauty in the world and how nice there are, how many nice people there are just doing fantastic stuff. I think you need to go into politics, Joe. I'm already inspired, man. <laughs> this is amazing stuff. But, but that's the thing, like, but I'm inspired by people every day. Those people, like, I, I, I started this, um, uh, this group um, and it's essentially, uh, we get... It was like uh, me, myself and a few friends, like four friends, and we got 500 of our mates to set up a standing order of one Wait a minute, you've got 500 mates? I have. Oh, between, <laughs> between all of you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I've got like about five. So we got like 100 mates each to set up the standing order of one pound a week. And those people, uh, those 500 people then, can like write into us and just go and nominate someone who'd be a beneficiary uh, for, for 500 pound each week. Um, so like, you know, so for example, there was, um, there is a, a, um, a couple of brothers in their sixties in a council estate, uh, that, that one of my friends knew, um, and he just, he, his brother was agoraphobic and, uh, his brother just lost his job. And so they didn't know they were going to afford to pay the rent and all that kind of stuff. So we had 
£500, went to them, filled up their fridge and their freezer. There was a social worker who was part of our group who went down there and filled out all the requisite forms and got those boys back on track. Um, this week, it was a, 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 um, a, a wonderful lady who sadly, like both her mum and dad, live in Australia, uh, got cancer. Um, so we got 500 quid to fly her back so she could be with her mum and dad. You know, like that's, that, that's, that, that's those little things. I say 500 quid, but every week, like it brings tears to my eyes. Like I just like, you know, it makes me so happy to see that like every week you get, we get to like, you know, us 500 people just get help someone out. And it's like completely, well, before it is. Joe, <laughs> this, is this is a, this is a BBC Sunday night TV show hosted by <laughs> Davina McCall. Oh, I mean, I mean this is what you should have <laughs> I've never heard anything like this. That's a really beautiful, positive thing, man. That's but, lovely. But it's a dri- it, it, like, you know, it's a drip in a bucket. Like, you know, like I say, like, you know, like I, I, I couldn't be a nurse. I don't like blood or like anything like these kind of things. These people just do incredible stuff. And there's heroes everywhere. Yeah, like, everywhere. True, man. Just it's true. Just, just, just the ordinary people doing extraordinary things, and uh, you know, and, and and that's what I find absolutely humbling. But we just got to find a way of like you know getting all these people together and, and just supporting going, them. Yeah, exactly. Let's just make the world a, like you know, let's just make the world a better place. There's enough of us. You know, there's way more nicer people than there are like evil, ugly people. That is so. It's so just, it's true. just, it's just we have to shout that much louder because they seem to be given uh, a, like you know a soapbox to to be able to project their kind of their their their, their kind of nastiness and their like. You know, the, uh, the, their, their ugliness yeah. uh, in in papers that we know about that we won't mention, um, and that, you know, and, and the nice people just have to work so much harder to get to get noticed because you don't get the column inches that way. Well, sometimes it's, and I think it's, it might not be, but I think it's a very sort of British thing over here that, especially with the papers and certainly some papers. They, they, they build these people up in whatever form it is. And I'm not just saying actors, but they, they build them up, put them on a pedestal, and as soon as something happens, they take it away and they can't wait for it to crash down. And then they're on them. Then they're on them. And mm. that's where all the hate comes in. Yeah. It's, it's a bloody nightmare. Well, I, I remember, um, I don't know if I should mention names, but I remember there was. Ma- a... Mention it, but can always edit okay, it. Okay, yeah, right. Saying, well, I remember uh, Frank Lampard, uh, I was listening to Talk Radio. I know, I know you're not a football fan, but Frank Lampard, uh, the, the. I'm aware of who he is. Central midfielder. And uh, he just split up with his missus, and they were just talking about it on Talk Radio. Uh, like, you know, just talking about it on Talk Sport. And he rang up, and he was like, what are you doing? And they were like, well, what, what do you mean? He was like, I'm dying here. He was like, that's, that's like, he was like, that's my personal my, my, yeah, life. Yeah, my, my, my life partner. And it's all going horrible. And you just feel like it's like some salacious tittle tattle, which is just in the public for. He's like, I play football for a living. And he was like, I appreciate it. Like, you know, that, you know, that, that people might make mention of it or whatever and passing comments. But he went, you know, he was like, you're people that like I know. And like, you know, and I come on your show and whatever and I talk. And he was like, and he went, I'm listening to the radio and I'm hearing you talking about things that, that matter to me I'm still a yeah. human being and you're yeah. like yeah you are like yeah you know, I, I mean there's some fantastic journalists that do incredible work but yeah. like you know there, there's also there's a lot of hacks as well yeah, of yeah, course just there bottom are. feeders but sometimes when you know there's a huge argument when people say well if you put yourself out there in the public domain it's it's uh, it's fair game and I, and I don't I don't think that's Necessarily true. Really. No, I, well, I, I, I couldn't agree more. Like, you know, I, I mean, I, I guess if you're going to be one of the kind of people that, you know, probably kind of seek that out, 
like you know, like you know, and you're kind of falling out of clubs, or you're like you know, you're, 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 you you get on the front foot and you court that kind of publicity, then maybe you know, yeah. Conversely. And if you want that, then yeah, it's, and it's there for if you. that's why you've bought a ticket, then yeah. then I, I suppose that that's, get on that train. Yeah, well, that's it. Get on the train. <laughs> but I think that you know, like you know, if you just happen to be a, a, an actor or a footballer or someone in the public eye, like you know, doing doing a job, um, and you don't kind of court that publicity, then I think that probably uh, a, a, a degree of respect should be afforded to you. Yeah. Well, you know, also I feel like you know. Like, you know, if you're going to be in the public eye, then it's quite nice to be a good role model as well, you know, to, to behave accordingly. Um, but like, like, you know, but if you split up with your missus, that's, that can be no fault of your own, can it? Like, no, you know, if for whatever reason, you know, you're, you're kind of dying inside, then that shouldn't just be like, you know, just there for, for the whole country to be judged you're an executioner of uh, like, you know, what you've done right or wrong. But they do love it, don't they? They love a story. Yeah. It's yeah, and it's a shame though that like yeah. you know, we don't have that same kind of fervor, excitement for a teacher that like you know that like you know works sixty, seventy hours a week or whatever and gets a a working class kid like you know like you know, into into Cambridge or something like yeah. that. You know why isn't that is exciting? Why isn't that front page? Yeah, news? that's it. Wouldn't yeah. that be wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. Like you know, and then you know like you know that like you know all all these nurses that work so tirelessly for 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 next to no money or whatever. Yeah, you know like saving lives every day. Like you like you know that that's that's incredible stuff. Doctors that are truly saving lives well why aren't that why, why isn't that splashed across the, the the front page of tabloids and stuff maybe it'll inspire somebody else well that, that, that's the thing yeah like, that, 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 each one teach one like you know like you know, like you, know, you you take what you've got and you try and pay it forward yeah and uh, like you know and if you've got a platform like the tabloids that everybody reads or whatever to read this wonderful stuff then it gathers momentum doesn't it sure yeah yeah joe was drama on the curriculum at your school, or was it something that you saw out sort of after hours? No, it was um, it, like you know, it was uh, it was it was on the curriculum at school. I took it as a GCSE. Um, How did you find it? I had a wonderful teacher called Mandy Langston, and that's another big shout thing. out to Mandy. Big shout out to Mandy. Um, like she's an amazing lady, and I think that you know that's another thing that listening to your podcast come up time and time again. Um, that like you know that that you have an individual that just stands up for you like yeah. a kind of immovable force to your unstoppable object and like you know gives you a sense of direction and a sense of purpose and like I say like I didn't know what I would have done I didn't have any kind of like you know I, I had nothing that I particularly wanted to do or got it like you know and then all of a sudden I did drama and like you know it, it, like you know that feeling of did it focus you a bit because uh, obviously from what I'm hearing at the moment at school you were dipping your toe in all these sports and extracurricular stuff. Did drama sort of hone that and focus into a, a line that you wanted to go down? It just shows you that anything's possible, really. The idea that, you know, you have these ideas, like there was a lot of kind of improvisation-led stuff where you're thinking, these are just things that are occurring to me and I'm stood there in front of a group of people and people are laughing. Like, uh, 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 so people, was it the laughter that, oh, that, that got you at first? Yes, mate. Yeah, I mean because the like, approval of the audience, of course. Because yeah. before, well, before that, you're doing it in classrooms and stuff, and everyone's laughing, and, and you know, and then you, you get told off. Yeah, for it. you get told off yeah. for it. But then all of a sudden, you get given this kind of consequence-free environment where you can just play, and like if it goes well, you're you know, you're kind of revered and like, you know, and, you're, and, and, and then like, you know, comes the discipline and the direction. But first of all, it's that, that kind of intoxicating feeling that, you know, that, that people are responding really warmly to the things that you're doing. And that, that for the first time in my life, how lucky, like, you know, to think that 13, I got that taste of it. I was it that young. It was at yeah, about 13. And I, and I was like, right, that's what I want to do. 
and I, I've not deviated from that plan. I mean, it took me ages to kind of get there to be like in a position now where that's what pays the mortgage. But it's been mint. All of it's been mint. It's so what been, was the next step after that, after GCSE? What what, what was your focus then? Before, well... Did you go into A-levels or did you go no, into college? School when I, I left school when I was 16. Um, and my dad said to me, right, okay, if you're going to leave school, you're not going to go to college. He was like, you go... Uh, he was like, I'll buy you a suit so you can go to interviews and all that kind of thing. But then it's 50 quid a week, uh, like, you know, given to your ma for, for your rent. And I was like, right, okay, here we are then. So I did a few different jobs. Then I got a job as a runner at HTV because I was at, uh, first of all, I was at Bristol Vic Youth Theatre right. Group. Well, what age were you there for? From, uh, sorry. 14. I was only there for a short time. Um, uh, was that because it, it capped it at 16 or you just left? Or It's, it's, such, a, it's, it's such a strange one because, like, you know, I had a really good and bad experience there. Um, it was really good in so much as, like, I met Andy Hay, who was the artistic director. Yeah. He was absolutely fantastic. And he lit a fire in me. Uh, like, you know, that, like, you know, where all of a sudden, like, you know, as well as this amazing drama teacher, you've got, like, an industry professional who's, like, you're good at this. You could do this. Supportive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but actually, like, some of the kids... I, I I, think I suffered retrospectively with, like, inverted snobbery. You know, a lot of kids there were were really posh. Their parents, like, would turn up in, like, Beamers and, and Mercs and all that kind of thing. And, like, I would go and have a cigarette, uh, like, you know, like at a break or whatever, and no one would smoke with me or whatever. Because I, I, I felt like, at the time, I was the only Bristolian kitty there... And every, the Bristol of it, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. I, I mean, they're all they're all from Bristol, but they're yeah. all from Bristol that I didn't understand. You know? Right. So the different sections. Of, of, so we're talking about class now, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 I I now know that that like you know that a lot of that was probably just as much my fault. But I remember being really frustrated that like if like if people were being if people were being dicks to you in my school. You'd, you'd sort it out. It'd be the stained circle at half past three, and you would duke it out. Like, you know, but, but, but these these people for the first time were just mean in a different way. They weren't big or aggressive, so it was it didn't seem right to fight. And but yet they were spiteful and they were cruel, and it really upset me. And I used to come away, and I remember leaving this one day. I'm getting upset just even thinking about it. Right? <laughs> I went out and, and and I went and met around the corner. My old man's parked in his Fiesta or whatever. We jumped in, and I was like, I went, and I, it, it was more just anger and frustration. Anything? I was just like, they ain't they ain't talking to me. I was like, no one's talking to me. And he was, I, I was like, you know, I, like, you know, I, I'm not like a wallflower or anything like that. I was like, no one talks to me. No one wants to hang around with me. I'm trying my best. I got nothing. All they're doing is just being mean and horrible. And our, our old man went, why do you think I parked around the corner? He was just like, it's like all the same with the parents waiting. He went, I'd sit there and like, you know, stand there and wait on my own. He's like, you know, and, and all the parents like, you know, obviously knew one another or whatever. So I was like, he went, let's not go better. Right. And, so and think- I didn't go back. And I, 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 I want to caveat it by saying now, Bristol Vic, like, is absolutely incredible. Like, I, I've... Because I, I, I kind of shared this story, um, like, you know, with the people who, who work there now. Uh, and, and they've got an outreach project, which is absolutely amazing. And they were like, like we would love to have you involved. I was like, I absolutely want to go there. The schools, like my own school, whatever, that, like, you know, might have been kind of 
discounted if it wouldn't have been for a very proactive drama teacher like i'm going into the inner city schools in bristol now and and i'm working with kids and like you know and, and like you know just having like q a's and stuff and doing workshops and all that kind of thing getting them excited and, and making it accessible and bristol vic go out their way as well to give them like theater tickets get them involved and um, letting them know that it's anything's possible it's their theater it's their yeah. space I, I i just presented this uh this brilliant day where if like you know you had to show a degree of proficiency or whatever but if you're a singer a magician uh like an actor or if you've got something if you're from bristol or the surrounding areas and you've got something that you wanted to 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 show to your friends and family free to get in and all that kind of thing like they got to perform on this amazing stage like you know it's the oldest working theater in the country it's a beautiful it, it's theater. a beautiful thing yeah. isn't it? And, and and that's the thing that bristol vic are doing now they're putting one foot in front of the other and they're doing such outstanding work i, t- I taught um uh, when I was back, because I was living in Bristol when um, my, my my girlfriend was pregnant, and I I, I went to Bristol Vic and I was just like, look, if there's anything I can do, I want to be part of this. And they were so welcoming, they were so brilliant, and uh, and they, and and I, and I was teaching that adult acting class. Uh, and, and again, it's not, not, not necessary for people that want to, like, you know, that are going to be doing it as a profession. Um, but, it, but for people that were interested in acting. So, yeah. like, people that I was teaching, like, some of them were, like, you know, one lab was a gardener, one was a teacher that wanted to be a better teacher because a lot of her kids are going to drama school or audition for drama school and she wanted to be able to support them. Some people just wanted to, like, you know, to go for, like, you know, the, 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 the company or whatever. And well, so there is things that, you know, because my wife's, uh, started a community drama club in in Stroud and it all became it was a conversation between three girls who kind of had an inkling that they wanted to act Great. but they didn't want to go and do local amateur dramatics who put on you know musicals and nothing against that but that's fine that's what they do it's like a machine they put on the musicals and they put on the panto or they might do a pop in an Agatha Christie they wanted to do Shakespeare or they wanted to do uh, some sort of American play that no one had heard of they wanted to try and create and learn and learn and learn and she started that and that sounds exactly like what I, you're doing I loved like you know like I loved your missus podcast for that because like you know when she was saying that someone wrote to her and she was like yeah of course why not like, like I, I, I feel like we've all got an obligation, like you know, like to 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 not kick the last rung of the ladder away. Like you know, like you know, like we've got an opportunity. If someone writes to you and like you know, goes, oh, I really like your work or whatever, like you know, you give us a hand. And if you've got the time and the inclination, what a lovely thing that might, that, that 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 is. And well, the, the idea of getting someone like your missus, whatever, to help, like you know, like you know, to, to help someone along. I can't think of a better role model. I mean you've properly lucked out in fact if she's listening I'd like for her to come and help me with my acting because uh, she's mint she is she, well she's she's full time trying to help me with mine at the moment so. <laughs> <laughs> well you're on the right route mate you're pretty handy as well I'm trying <laughs> so um, so between you and your dad you went right yeah this ain't, it's not health, it wouldn't be a healthy environment for you to carry on there no, in Bristol. Uh, uh, well, I, 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 I didn't, like, you know, I didn't feel that. And again, I think a lot of it's inverted snobbery. A lot of this thing might have been in my own head. I wasn't as comfortable in my own shoes probably as I am now, you know? And in actual fact, I've met people from all different social stratas that are incredible. I worked with a teacher in an inner city school in London uh, and he went to Eton and he was the finest human being I ever met. But when I first met him, like, you know, my chest puffed out, just going, oh, yeah, okay, then, you know, you're just there for a little bit of poverty porn or whatever, like, yeah. you're just doing your thing so you can run back to Kent or whatever and be whoever you want to be. 
And that was completely my hang up, completely my hang up because he got is like, like I say, like played his class like a symphony. And he would say things like, he went, if you don't understand anything that happens in this class, that's not your fault. That's my fault. He was like, so if anyone's laughing at you, you're laughing at me because I don't know how to get this, communicate this message to you. And he, and he would say things like about reading and stuff like that. He was just going, it's hard now. I know it's hard, but he was like, he went, it doesn't matter how much money you got or how much, like, where you are in the world. If you can learn how to do this, you're painting pictures with your mind. And, and I loved him. Like, you know, like I, by the end of it, I can't believe I was paid to be his assistant because I, 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 you know, I just found him to be one of the most inspirational people I've ever met. And like, you know, and, and he would be like, oh, listen, I'm running a, a football class. He didn't know too much about football or whatever. Like after school club for these kids, like, you know, would you mind hanging about? Of course I wouldn't mind hanging about. He did maths booster classes, did English. Every night for a five like you know for all five nights we would stay an hour behind uh um and like you know and, and take these kids a lot of them didn't really have a lot of male role models as well unfortunately but like you know where they were it's just the way the way it was and uh we did boxing we did football um like you know uh, we did maths uh, english booster classes and uh and 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 uh yeah it was like he, he's an incredible human being. So that's, that's, that's what I learned. Like, you know, maybe I didn't have the, the presence of mind, uh, like, and, and that inverted snobbery was probably something that was as big a problem for, for, for me, um, as it was necessarily a problem. But anyway, yeah. we left, um, cause I think there was a bit of bullying. Like, you know, like, I, 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 I don't, I don't doubt that. But we, you know, you cruel, ain't ca- kids are cruel, but you know, adults can be cruel. Yeah, you, absolutely. You, it can be encountered in many places, but uh, absolutely. it's just how you deal with it and, and where I, you are at the time. That's why I ate bullies. I ate yeah. bullies and I would stand up for them and I have done before and I will do again. Like, it, it, like when, what time? When are you standing up for well, bullies? Yeah. <laughs> but you know, like, you know, I, you know, I, I want to write the inequities of a world and I know that like you know and sometimes you know that that might sound like I, I don't know how to, to, to put it but whenever I see somebody that that's getting treated poorly then I feel like I want to stand up for them of course like, you know, do. Like, and, yeah. and, and, and I like because I hope that inspires other people to feel the same because otherwise and to let them know that it's okay to go wait a minute let's don't speak to them like that. Don't have that. And Swing big and be brave. Like, you know, like, especially in a drama class and stuff like that, you want to turn around. You, you know, the, the best work happens when everyone's put in together. You're as strong as your weakest link. If there's someone like sneering or laughing or whatever, then it, I remember acutely how horrible that feels and it stops you from doing your best or of trying your does, best. Yeah. And that's what school was all about. Like for so many people, like, you know, just like, you know, bullies and stuff like that, laughing at people just because they were showing real promise in a certain like you know thing like if you like to sing or dance or act or something like that well I went to school you're going to get torn down for doing that yeah but it always says so much more about that person who's laughing or sneering than it does about the other person I know that's really hard to, 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 to fathom at the time because if you're the one that's being laughed at or sneered at you feel you you shrink, but but yeah, absolutely. But bullies are just projecting their own insecurities forward. Yeah. Like you know, they're they're all, they, they've like they've had horrible things happen to them. Probably like yeah. you know, just feel like you know, just strip it back and just go. Why do you feel that way? You know, why is it that you feel that you want to eat misery on other people in order to kind of vindicate your own decisions? Like you know, that there's something odd about that. But it's incredible now that most of the time, as adults, we can discuss that. And approach it like an adult, whereas the, the you know we've known it because we've been children, and they just can't do that. No, <clears throat> no, but I mean, like you know, in in terms of professionally and stuff like that, I, 
it so rarely happens, but like, oh, yeah, it, stuff v- like that. Like, it very rarely happens when it does happen. Like, you know, I've, I've, I've have you encountered it on I've, set? I've stood up for, I, I, I stood up for, you don't uh, have to name any names, no, and if no, you do, we can I, edit I, it out. So, <laughs> I stood up for, um, a, a costume assistant before she was getting treated horribly by this actor, and I was like, I'm not having that. Like it, like you know, it, and it doesn't matter how, how how big you are, and it doesn't matter that you've had an off day. We've all, we we we've all had like arguments and stuff like that. Where you come into work, everybody has a, a bad day. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's not that doesn't give you carte blanche to to go and act like a dick. And uh, and that I just felt that that person needed tenon, and so I I told them. And, and did they listen? Yeah, I, I'm six foot three. <laughs> As I've said before, you're a very well structured gentleman. Yeah, but it, I don't it, think anybody's going to argue with you. But, but it's, it's 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 just a shit. But because actually, like you know, everybody, like you know, we're, we're all people that have turned up on set, like you know, whatever. Often we're a long way away from our friends and family. You know, working long hours and a lot, like you know. Yeah, a lot of actors get to spend a lot of time in a trailer and all that kind of thing as well. I'm not saying it's not a difficult job, it is, but there have been people that are grafting, like, you know, properly, like, you know, grafting 12, 15 hours and yeah. stuff like that. And the idea that you treat somebody with any kind of lack of respect, just, just for me, just doesn't feel like being a team player. Like, you know, like we're all people pulling together, like, you know, to, to, to turn strive for the same goal. Yeah, yeah. You're all working for this, whatever department you're in, you've all got your job to do to the best of your ability. That's right. You're all on that same path together to yeah. create a body of work that we can all be justifiably proud of yeah so like you know you know if you've had an argument or whatever then you just need to have a word with yourself before you start flying into people like you know or, or getting like you know delusions of grandeur um that you think that it's okay to like you know to to, to treat some like you, know, like you know a lovely kind of 20 year old girl like you know like, like piece of shit yeah 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 like that doesn't that don't fly with me and you know I, I i hope that nothing like that would ever kind of impact upon my career or have an adverse effect on my career well but, how can it but, but, i, I don't like, think it can because no. that's but you you know and if it does then you don't want to be around those that's, people that, because that, that's but that's you're throwing out positive vibes there you've got it's it not cool. you, you you got it it's not yeah. cool and you know you want to be you want to be creating a kind of like you know a creative environment, but also one that everybody just like, you know, relishes the idea of working in. Yeah. You know? And, and so what, you know, you've got your own, everyone's got a responsibility to make sure that we're all looking after each other. So did you feel after your experience with Bristol, did it worry you that this was the path you, you wanted to go down? Did you think, oh, I don't really want to, I don't really want to around all those people. Did, I, you f- did it, did it uh, scupper any plans for you? I, I was really lucky because straight away there was another thing called um, uh, um, the HTV uh, Drama Workshop, which was like the TV version of like, you know, Bristol Vic. And, and HTV is? Harlech Television, which is like, you know, the, the regional ITV station. Right, okay. I think it's called, I think it's called uh, ITV West now, but uh, it was called HTV at the time. Um, and I went there and then, you know, I... I felt like I'd arrived. I'll tell you what, do, do you remember, this is, might be a bit of an obscure cultural reference, but do you remember the song No Rain by Blind Melon? Yes, I do. And do you know why I do? Why is that? Because there was a video and it had yeah. a very small ginger girl dressed as a bumblebee. Yes, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, right, yeah. That's it, right? And she, go. she goes to a talent competition and she yeah. does her tap dancing yeah. and they all start booing her off and she yeah. gets really sad. So she shuffles off, like, you know, as this bumblebee, like, you know, and uh, she's just walking around, everyone's laughing at her. And then all of a sudden she opens this door into this park and the light lifts and it's really sunny and there's a load of other ginger bumblebees just dancing around. <laughs> 
she just runs on in and it's like yeah and that's it that's what happened to me like I found my niche like you know I found my people there are people from all over Bristol like you know just like you know making like you know making TV and making theatre and all that kind of stuff I was like yes that's it I was I'm in. in yeah and then like you know and and it was amazing. Like, you know, every, like, you know, like for a couple of hours on a Tuesday, every week, and then we come in like weekends and stuff like that. And again, we had this amazing lady called Vanessa Bewley who was, um, who, who, who ran it. Uh, and like, you know, and she was just tireless, just tireless. That's like, you know, wanted to work so hard with young people and stuff like that. So we had people coming in, uh, from BBC to, to, to Casper Casualty. We were making, I was at a time where. And how old were you now? Sorry. Uh, 15. 15. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and we were making our own TV programs. So by the time I got to, I was, I was 16, I left school and I got offered a job there as a, well, not even a runner. I was, a, like, I was in a post room, uh, delivering posts and stuff. And like, so I worked there for, for, for a year as a, as a like, you know, still going to the, the drama workshop and stuff is still making TV programs, like presenting TV programs and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, so you're getting trained in all aspects yeah. of camera stuff. Well, so I pre- was from I, presenting and I'm, acting. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a cable station called channel one, which is now like, you know, uh, um, no longer with us. Um, but, they would let you do anything really so i was commenting uh commentating for bristol city and bristol rovers like you know and so that was great and wow. then and and at 17 like this is 97 so i'd lived my entire life under conservative rule like you know so because obviously thatcher came in in 79 um and so like 97 i wasn't old enough to vote but i was desperate for anybody <laughs> who was old enough to vote to, to vote so i wrote uh, and presented this politics program called In the House, where I got like young, uh, young Labour, young Conservatives, young Liberal Democrats, young Green people to debate the issues and stuff, and talk about all that kind of thing to to give young people like you know like the the, the, the opportunity, give them a voice, to, 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 yeah, to yeah. give them a voice, and to get young people like you know energised and excited to go out and vote. I mean, obviously there was a there was probably a, a degree of bias <laughs> with the way that I'd like them, I wanted them to go, you know. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I. I'd like to think that, um, that, that I won that general election for Labour. <laughs> <laughs> Only seven people watched it, probably, but it was catharsis for me. No, you I got like, that flag. Exactly. That's good. No one watched it, but like you know, I had loads of fun making it and stuff. And I thought that was important. I didn't know what else to do. Yeah. And how amazing that there are there were people ready to give some 17 year old kid like the time like you know, to send a cameraman and like a sound guy professional people with me while i just went there and just interviewed another bunch of like you know 17 18 19 year old kids and is this still going this workshop the workshop definitely is, is yeah. it yeah yeah, yeah. Well, it's so funny because the, the the last thing i heard about this was in episode one when we were talking about the nottingham television yeah, workshop Vicky, yeah. which i know that uh, a big shout out to the television workshop at the moment because I know that they need support and they need donations. Uh, pop over to their website uh, and look at the incredible work that they do. Um, for, for kids to learn about camera technique and uh, oh, it's just that's it's so inspiring. They, what a buzz! They must love but it. But again, like it, it's, it's people. There was a guy called Sean Sober is there uh, and Vanessa Beauty. Like they, they just they just came with limitless energy and they got all the rain things going on as well. And they just came there with like you know with 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 so much time and so much heart you know, because all they wanted to do was inspire young people and like you know and and they did it for so many people because it doesn't have to be vocational. 
you know, when I go to like you know the schools and stuff, uh, like you know the Bristol Vic uh, have sent me to very kindly. I, I say that it doesn't have to be vocational. When I talk the adult uh, group and stuff like that, it doesn't have to be vocational. We we forget like you know we got to find the fun in it. There's yeah, no, there's loads of fun in in acting, and it serves us very well for all our lives like if you're a teacher you have to stand up in front of people like you know you're presenting essentially aren't you yeah like you know if you're some kind of business leader or whatever like if you're t- if you're talking to people then everyone benefits from like you know from 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 working with improvisation we're working with text and standing up in front of people you know it's just more tools to your belt and like you know and working with improvisation i think is is is, is brilliant anyway because you know you can kind of like you know workshop all kinds of different things like you know things that you're going through and like it gives you it gives the disenfranchised and disenchanted people a voice well they didn't no, think they'd have it there's no ceiling it's limitless that's it you just that's go it. wherever you want to go I, I work with kids um uh that are like you know they're in the like uh, you know, we're on bell and stuff like that and like you know and, and we're working with them and like initially they were a little bit reticent or whatever didn't want to get involved or young offenders institutions and stuff like that and they just weren't keen to get involved but by the end like you know, if you leave from the front you you watch these kids and what they're doing is just taking a step back because they're giving their characters uh, a, a different name or whatever. They're able to address their own kind of thoughts and feelings and workshop their own thoughts and feelings out loud, and then and then take a step back and then analyze those characters and their behaviors and all that kind of stuff. It, it was amazing to to do that, and like you know, obviously you know, like it's it's, it's really raw. Um, but there were some great performances there, and I sure did. Like you know, it doesn't have to, like I say, it doesn't have to be, uh, like you know, it doesn't have to be a life's work to be an actor. But they took so much from it. I know they did, and uh, and, and and that's why I'd always be keen to go back out and speak to 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 to, to, to young people and work with them because yeah. there's an honesty with the things that they do. Yeah. So at this point, obviously we're going back. There was no way you were putting back on that suit that your dad got you to get out and go and do more job jobs was it did you think that now it you wanted to be an actor and that was it well I, yeah but but i i mean I, i'm working then as a runner and then i was a researcher uh for uh for uh, youth programming uh, so i worked my way up in those couple of years then they uh they we all got made redundant because uh, it got taken over by a company called united news and media right but because they tried to appropriate everybody in another job. And the job I was offered then was a sports researcher for Anglia TV. It's in Norwich. When I was 17. I, I, I hadn't left him. So oh my God. I was like, right, okay. So my old man, again, what an absolute legend, <laughs> drove me the five hours to like, you know, uh, to Norwich. And I stuck it, well, I don't know, like, you know, for for a few days or whatever. And I was like, nah, this ain't for, for me. me. Nah, get me back to Bristol. <laughs> they sound kind of similar. But <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, and, and, and so anyway, yeah, so I, cu- I come back home, and then I then I went to uh, college because I got something called accredited prior learning, which meant that uh, for the time that I'd spent in the workplace, I was basically kind of signed off and given a BTEC. I had to go into uh, part time. I went into college. And what were you doing a BTEC in? In performing arts, right? Um, and then I'm like, right, okay. So was, like, was this one year or two year course? Well, it's a two year course, but I came in for the last year because like because it's a credit prior learning, right? Perfect. They 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 basically signed me off my first year, so I finished that, um, and then all of a sudden, I you know, I, I was like, I, we were talking about university or drama school, and I remember when I was in secondary school, our uh, you know, careers advisor. God love him, said to me, he went, like, I mean, it was so lazy and half-assed. He went, uh, 
you like holidays? I went, yeah. He went, been a travel agent. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Thanks very much. You've been great. Um, so, oh my so God. that's that. Like, you know, like, no one was expected, or not really anyone at that time in our school was expected to go to university. Only like, you know, like you know, some really kind of really intelligent people and the rest of us was like you know we were, we were leaving school most of my mates left school at 16 and went down the road and got a job do you drink water hey do you drink water be a plumber <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like, it. how lazy yeah. is that <laughs> well that's it I don't think uh, yeah I think he was a bit kind of rule weary like because well, we, we talked about those teachers that play their classes like a symphony you get you do get the freeloaders that are just turning out to take the money aren't they you know, yeah. just like you know just been worn down by a lifetime of uh, of, of <laughs> box ticking yeah that's it that's it and he was one of them but um so what was your choice university or drama school did you uh, make one well do you know what weirdly because I, I guess I was like you know I took advice from anyone because I still didn't know I, I didn't know that many people in the industry necessarily and there was this feeling that you know you get if you go to drama school you get worn down and they mold you in their own image and i'm and like, you know, back this, up. like you know this kind of formulaic kind of like you know drama school graduate oh like, there's all the horror stories well that's it but, yeah. but, I, but I, you know again like i i, I may eat at this point and i didn't know any better so i'm like i better get a university because i'm proud of who i am you know i've cultivated a personality over the last 18 years thanks to me mum and me dad and me friends i'm an amalgam of all these lovely people so i don't want to lose that and uh like you know i and so I'm going to university. Was it in Bristol? No, no. I went. Oh, for, I went I'm to, surprised. Yeah, no, but that's it. I, 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 uh, I packed up my troubles in my old kit bag, and uh, yeah, you went to went to uh, Middlesex. Middlesex. Uh, so, like Middlesex University was in Golders Green in yeah. London, and it's got this. Uh, like, it's got a really small drama facility, which was Anna Pavlova's. Uh, old house right. uh, that was given to the, the, the drama department of the university at the time I don't think it's there anymore oh, well Anna Pavlova's house still is but it's not for owned by university anymore and um, yeah uh, like you know I I, I, I remember thinking I'm at university like I, I can't believe I'm at university like this is the benchmark of kind of academic prowess or whatever you're like <laughs> what am I doing here and, and all I'm thinking is at any point I, like someone's just going to go what are you doing here son like you know you're out of your depth and I'm like yeah. fair enough but you know what I think I've gone through my whole life like that like waiting well, to get I think we all do. it's so funny that you say that because it comes up all the time because we're all waiting to go excuse me you, yeah you shouldn't belong here yeah yeah you don't belong here it's not sorry it's not you I wanted it was the other guy <laughs> you haven't got a clue what you're doing you're like yeah but it's been a brilliant ride thanks very much everybody <laughs> I'll see you later <laughs> so but I, I, I remember having a like you know a, a few uh, a few ciders in uh, Mules of Residence uh, and the, fir- the first thing that happened was in my local pub I was in Cricklewood uh, and the local pub I walked down there and there's police tape outside because uh, someone had got shot and I'm like welcome Wow, this is a bit lively. Uh, like, you know, this is not like me Bristolian growing up, not really. No, I've never been anywhere where someone's got shot before. I'm thinking, oh dear, I might lie low for a couple of days and uh, see if I can meet some friends. Uh, so, but I'm I'm in the halls of residence and this girl, um, I'm 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 friends and like I'm best mates at this, uh, like you know, for for for, for, for with, with my mate that I met at university, and uh, he's this Asian Geordie lad, and uh, this girl said. I was on our course. She went, I don't know why they call Indians Asians. She went, it's not even in Asia. <laughs> and I looked at her, I was like, bloody hell. I was like, where, where do you think it is? She went, it's in Russia. 
I was like, blimey, you better be a really good actress. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was lifted. Like this kind of spell was lifted. I was thinking, if she's here, then I, I'm definitely all right here. And then I was speaking to my dad and my dad was just going, blimey, it must be difficult. Like, you know, like, uh, I was like, I want to ring everyone I know and just go, don't want, come to university. You're fine. You definitely belong here. Like, you know, you're like, you know, most of the people I know were head and shoulders, like, uh, uh, like, you know, above some of, some of the people like, you know, that, that, that were at university. Of course, there were some really, really kind of fine minds there as well. Yeah. But I, I just don't want, like, you know, again, it's that kind of working class cross that I felt like I was bearing at the time and whatever sure. just thinking we don't belong here we should be out and working and stuff like that and I want to dispel that myth for anybody who's listening who's thinking oh, I don't know if university is for me like if you're a person like you know and you've got like you know you've got an appetite for for bettering yourself and you're happy to read and you're happy to roll out your sleeves and get stuck in you're get on in a journey there. of self-discovery and getting better then go. Yeah. Absolutely go. Like you know be the best person you, that you can be and don't let anybody tell you that you can't. Yeah. You know, so obviously actually, you had a a great time at university. I got a scholarship to go and study in America for no a year. No way! Yeah, yeah, they run their like in America they run their uh, like their their universities like a like a repertory theatre. Yeah, um, and so in a lot of the cities, actually the city I went to wasn't like this, but a lot of the cities like they you know, go to universities for their culture really because there isn't a, a big kind of theatre scene uh, in some of the in some in some towns, and so they go to see like you know fantastic theatre like you know that's done. Um, by by the universities there, but I got to go to San Francisco, University of San Francisco. How was, was that? Just, oh, amazing, amazing. Like yeah, then like yeah, you, you you turn up. I mean, yeah, it's amazing for loads of reasons. But like you know, obviously, like you go to London with a Bristolian accent, and uh, you know, when you're trying to chat to ladies or whatever, you, I I I couldn't put a tough out of dead horse's head. But, uh, but then all of a sudden, like I'm in America, and for some, I, I've affected some kind of like you know Hugh Grant esque accent, <laughs> having a wheel of a time. <laughs> It was our coming back to London after that. And how was that? Was that a year there in yeah, San Francisco? There, there was a there was a guy uh, again, like our our uh, our drama teacher there, a professor of drama, was a guy called Edgardo Dela Cruz, which is an amazing, great name, name. Yeah, great name. And uh, and and Edgardo, uh, like you know, was uh, th- th- this 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 in, like you know, incredible kind of inspiration, really. And uh, it was a lot more practical there. And like you know, we did lots of uh, lots of plays. Uh, like you know, did a three or four kind of productions uh, on on the main stage there, which had like you know, like had like sort of three or four hundred uh, seater auditorium. And like you know, you, you think right, okay, this like you know, this is proper. Uh, a lot of money was invested in like you know, uh, fantastic. Like, like, you know, sort of lighting and set design and all that kind of thing, and everyone's put in together. So we turned in productions the like of which I've never really seen before. I've no, well, I've seen before, but I've never been involved in before. Yeah. And again, like you know, it, g- it gave you that confidence to think I can do this. Like e- every every step of that journey's just been build and build yeah, and build. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you think, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. But why not? Like, have the testicular fortitude to kind of roll a dice and give it a try, and then you're there. You're like. No, I'm doing it. Well, give me go, uh, and 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 it's and it's amazing. And you're like, right, okay. So now I, I I come in, finish my degree, and I need money. Uh, um, so the only thing I'm really qualified for at this stage is like to go back into TV production. So I go and work as a runner. 
for a company called Therapy Films, uh, and um, like you know, and and, and then I learned to edit because I'm, I, you know, when you go to like a, a they, they make commercials, you know, when you go to a commercial audition, like you know, and then uh, you know, uh, there is a guy who's on the camera there, yeah. like you know, along with the director and stuff. He's normally about sort of eighteen, nineteen. I was that guy, right? You know? So I get to watch a lot of auditions, and you get to see what the directors and producers are making of you when you come and go, and that was and amazing. What they're saying about yeah, when you yeah. leave the room, ah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> Brutal. I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing because, like, you know, like some of the things that get said were, were, were out of order. But again, like, you know, actually, what you learn as you get older is it's just one person's opinion or two people's opinion, you know, sure. whatever. Um, like, you so know, you graduated yeah. from university, yeah, 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 and and. When did when did an agent come about for you? Well, this is this is what I'm getting to. So so basically, I'm working. Uh, all so sorry, I felt like I was interrupting. No, you. no, no, no. <laughs> but I'm working all. I, I, I'm I'm working all our hours, and I've learned to edit. Uh, on uh, Final Cut Pro, uh, where we were, like, I was editing all these kind of um, showreels, um, like, not showreels, sorry, all these audition tapes for for castings, because I got to ping them over to, uh, um, to from, from the production company um, to the ad agency and yeah. stuff like that. Like, you know, be like, right, okay, this is our director's five picks. Um, which, of, which of our boys or girls do you like, whatever? And so I've been staying quite late, but I'm just like, you know, I'm just learning as I go. Anyway, the, I get on really well with the producers and the directors there. There's about five directors that were working doing commercials. And I just kept going, look, I'm an actor. Like, you know, I, I, I'd like to be in one of your commercials. Like, you know, get me in one of your commercials. Ain't gonna hurt, ain't gonna hurt. And in the end, they did. They put me in this, uh, police, uh, um, training commercial, right? And, so what I do then, because I'm just running around getting coffees and teas and lunches and stuff all over Soho, because we're right by Oxford Street where the production, uh, company was. I took all the rushes from that, advert i was in and i cut it all together where like to make a kind of showreel where it looked like you know i was on, like it felt like i was on the bill or something like yeah. that like I, I like you know properly overegged the pudding just be like and some of the rushes look like you know look look quite good so i edited it together burnt a load of dvds and i dropped them off at every single agent in soho went right there and just hand delivered it no yeah way. yeah because yeah. well, well why not because i was out there doing coffee runs i just dropped one off there dropped one off there brilliant and in the end this uh like you know this this agent gave me a call and was like yeah we're interested in meeting you and then i signed my first agent then still carried on like you know running yeah uh, shoot running and like in-house running for for therapy uh films and then but you got the ball rolling that's it got yeah. the ball rolling and then there you are then all of a sudden i'm like I'm an actor with an agent. <laughs> like, you know, like, I, yeah, all the things you like, I, 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 every level, like, you know, I, I always get things like in, in the future, in a not so distant future, where I'm like, oh, if I could achieve that, then I feel like, yeah, you know, I'm proper then. And having my own agent, I'm like, ringing my mum and dad going, got an agent. And Kid like, in a sweet Yeah, shot. oh, mate, it was mint. It was absolutely mint. And so I suppose that part of you naively thinks, well, that's me sorted. It's plain sailing for me. Yeah, that's it. Like, you know, I'm going to, I'll be going to LA probably sometime in the next six months <laughs> and uh, I'll be living a life. Um, but yeah, like, I, I remember going for my first audition, which was like for a two-line part uh, as a Bristolian mechanic in Casualty. And I was thinking, right, like, you know, like you walk out thinking, oh, no, that. In like, the bag. I'm, I'm, I'm a Bristolian, like, you know. In I'm, all fairness, though, if you came to audition for me and I was a director and it was a Bristolian uh, technician or mechanic, I would definitely <laughs> give you the part. Well, this bloke didn't. Idiot. Yeah, what an idiot. He lost out. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he didn't give me the job. And I was thinking, 
if I can't get two lines in casualty as a, as a Bristolian mechanic, then I probably need to have a good hard look at myself. <laughs> um, but fortunately, they were wicked on casualty, really lovely, and they kept getting me back in for like bigger and bigger parts. And then I got the guest lead when I was playing. I played a, um, a bulimic bouncer, um, and everyone thought I was uh, I was being a bit heavy-handed with my misses because I was a bouncer. But it turned out she was she was knocking me about and that's what made me bulimic because I didn't have anyone to talk to and stuff it was an amazing part really really good like you know sunk my teeth into it and really loved it and because we were filming in Bristol I remember getting back after a day's filming and it went really well and the guy who played Charlie like you know, at the end of the, the day like grabbed my arm he was just like he went that was really good and I was like Charlie Fairhead thought I was really good I got back to my hotel room in the city I grew up in where I'm looking out all over the city centre and I was jumping up and down on the bed like you know, like and just like just unmitigated unbridled joy because you're like this is mint like you know someone's put me up in a hotel in my own city and like you know a, a show that I've been watching my whole life and like the, the, one of the main men on it, it it just said how good I did and I was like I don't get much better than that like it was yeah I'm buzzing. Absolutely Joe, buzzing. The, honestly, your positivity is infectious. And I, honestly, I'm not, that's no sort of soundbite. I absolutely really mean that. I think it's beautiful. But, and I don't know whether I need to ask this question because I probably know what the answer is. How do you deal with the dark times when stuff isn't coming in, when the, the auditions aren't there and the meetings aren't there? It's hard, isn't it? Because, like, you know, they, they they say that you're like you know as good as your or, or like no, you're only feeling as good as your last job and stuff and you think oh I'm on my way now I feel like I've made to medway and then all of a sudden we don't work like that does nah, it nah no like you know then all of a sudden it goes for a real barren spell and like you know you feel like you've pushed your this rock up a hill this boulder up a hill your whole life and all of a sudden you're you're there or you've plateaued so you're rolling it it's getting easier and then all of a sudden you're rolling it down now you're like oh it's a dollar then all of a sudden there's another hill that you didn't anticipate um but you know, it's a ride, isn't it? Like, that's how you got to look at it. You can't take anything too seriously. Like, you know, like... So you, you know, still treat that with as much positivity as when it's going well? I I love, I love acting and it's a life's work for me. Like, I, 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 I you know, I, I want to get better and better and, like, you know, no one's going to turn in the, like, you know, the perfect performance and if you have, like, please tell me how you've done it. Like, you know, but... I relish the opportunity to go in, like, you know, especially if you're doing a play and it doesn't go so well, to go back and try and rectify that the following night or find something different or whatever. Just playing, like getting paid to play and investigate, like, you know, the human psyche and breaking it all down is just the best thing in the world. Um, you know, like, you know, when, when it don't work so well, like, look at all the other things you've got in your life, like all your mates, like, you know, incredible family, like, you know, be grateful for your health, um, be grateful that Bristol City aren't getting relegated. Like, because, because the thing is, you're like, you know, you're, you're not just an actor. Like, you know, you're, you're a son and you're a father and you're a boyfriend and you're a mate and you're all of those things. And I feel like we spend all our time. It's, it's like, it's innate in human nature to focus on the things that aren't going so well. So yeah. if like, you know, if you're not acting as much as you'd like or whatever, rather than just think I've got a fantastic girlfriend, I've got a lovely, healthy son. You know, I'm just like, oh, oh why didn't that go my way? Or like you know, and and sometimes you got to take time to smell the roses, and that's hard. Like that's hard. Like everyone says it and pays lip service to it because it can be hard. And it's okay to be a bit self indulgent sometimes. We're fallible people, you know. Yeah. It's all right. It's all right to revel like and, and wallow in a bit of self pity. But at some point, you've got to dust yourself down and just go. You know what? It ain't so bad, and it's just the ride. Joe Sims, absolute 
joy and a pleasure to Such meet you. Such a pleasure, Thank man. You so Thank much you for, for coming me. on. Wicked. Perfect. What about that? I told you, didn't I? Joe Sams. What a lovely guy. Um, that was it. Episode 14. We're done and dusted. I'm not going to uh, blather on for too much longer. I think I did that at the start. Uh, make sure... Oh, one thing. Please do us a favour, right? Rate and review. Yeah, if you're on iTunes, uh, just, you know, click the five stars. You might as well. Drop a little line. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. We're, we're thrilled to say at the moment, I think we've had about 45 reviews so far. So that's not everybody that's downloading, yeah, considering there's been thousands, tens of thousands. Um, drop us a line, let us know. But the five stars so far, you haven't had a bad word to say, so I'm thrilled that you're enjoying it and we're doing something right. We just want to be honest and uh, bring you good chats every week. I don't want to sound like Alan Partridge there. Um, Hopefully I don't. Look, take care of yourself. Have a great week. Hit us up on email, social media. Let us know what you're thinking. And uh, we will see you bright and early next Thursday. I've been Craig Parkinson. He has been producer Griff. Stay in silent. And this has been the Two Shot Podcast. I'll see you next week. Take it easy. The Two Shot Podcast is presented by me, Craig Parkinson, recorded and produced by Thomas Griffin for Splicing Block. Our music, our brilliant music, is courtesy of Then Thickens.